rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Tammy Duckworth. We'll come back to that. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. How are you guys doing? It is 8 o'clock in the morning, and you made it. You're here. It's Friday. It is Friday. You made it to the end of the week. We made it. Uh, all of you did it. It, it was a short it was a shorter week if you were uh, one of those lucky people to have a traditional office type job and probably right. and a you got normal, Monday off. And a normal flipping week for everybody else, right? Um, yeah, some of you worked. I, I know some of you, and you worked on Monday. So, salty, you know? But uh, <laughs> I, uh, we're here for you. I was working Monday, too. So... Um, we're all in the same boat, Not but me. we, we Not made me. it. I got one yeah. of them fancy government jobs. So we did do it. Martro Webb is here. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Josue. Hit the claps for all these people. Good morning. All of you. Wonderful. Look at you. Look at all, these people. all right. So it is, uh, another Friday and we have Jeanette explaining today and good morning, Hi. Aurora. That's me. And we have a lot of things to talk about and cover today. We have all the things. One of the things we have to talk about is something that we mentioned yesterday to you guys. Um, so we'd like to know your opinion on this, and it is fireworks. Fireworks. And penalties. Um, if you heard the brief part of my rant yesterday, you would have heard me say that fireworks starting three days before the firework day and then continuing three days after, it's kind of getting old. <laughs> what do you guys think? Uh, but what do we got? What do we got going on, Jeanette? Let us. Know I mean, the... I say that three days before and after is a blessing compared to last year, right? Like last year, the fireworks just they went on all summer, right? right. They like started uh, and then just never stopped for right. the entire summer. So by comparison, this year was better. But still, like, my poor traumatized dog has spent the past, like, solid month just, like, downing uh, anti-anxiety meds. <laughs> like a little, like, um, like a 1950s housewife, right? It's yeah. Not, it's not good. She's just baked out of her mind right now. And, uh, you know, her, her little peanut brain is already, it can't take much more, guys. Mm. Just shaking. All the dogs. Martrell says they were lit. Jennifer Ryan Mayton, good morning to you, you great person, you. And Tia Dumdi, good morning as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like, I'm, I'm done with the fireworks now. Uh, but it's not just the fireworks. It's not your, your garden variety, you know, M80. It's the mortars. There's, it's all the other stuff. Yeah. It's like a it's like a war zone. Yeah, like in, it needs to right now. Yeah. Yeah. So so the uh, the city council has started talking about increasing penalties for fireworks. Right. Um, and that's the story that we're actually skirting around and slash getting at. But the uh, <laughs> the uh, they are some of them are, are pretty upset and for good reason. There was one older person, was it Shakita or Hwani? One of them had said, so neighboring uh, wards had said that, I'm pulling up the article, guys. I'm Hold on. I think uh, her windows were broken. Yeah, something. that windows were broken. Like that the fireworks were so flipping loud that somebody had their windows shattered as a result of them. And it's not just like a local issue. You feel it locally, but like uh, it's... Uh, yeah, it was in Juani Garza's, so in our ward, right? Ward two, shout out. Um, it, it's not just a local issue. Like, fireworks are legit dangerous. They set houses on fire every year. There were two houses that went up in Texas this year because some neighbors set off some fireworks and they landed on the roof and it just went up in flames. Uh, there were, like... That ho- that famous hockey player died from a fire. Did you hear about that one? Wayne Gretzky? No, it was not Wayne Gretzky. I don't know the sports people. I don't know the sports ball. I know that hockey doesn't have a sports ball. It has a sports puck. Um, but yeah, a, a apparently a professional hockey player 
died as a result of um, a fireworks explosion, like a backyard show gone wrong. Oh, so, no. Yeah. This so, year or? This year. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like this past week. So, um, so they are dangerous. Uh, shout out to Gates Elementary School. Shout out. Yeah. Cool. Big one, my bad. So they are they are dangerous. They are also super fun. So like I'll I'll grant you that they're super fun. I did spend a summer in Indiana where they are fully legal, and you can basically I mean you can basically explode anything in Indiana, and they're like yeah right. all right. But <laughs> um, so I, I did I have lit fireworks before. They it's kind of cool, but like uh, in dense neighborhoods, it's just don't think it's appropriate so the city and plus when are you gonna stop like when yeah like what what's the really like deal look, like look i would even like cut a deal with people and say okay we're gonna make shooting off your own fireworks legal for these two days out of the year or something like you do it on fourth of july all right fine i will drug my dog up for the fourth of july no, i get i guess it's fine get it get it out of your system right but not on a tuesday at three in the morning that's not acceptable. That's um, just not nice. Good morning, Aisha Saxon. Yes, it, it is not. And just be there nice, is, people. There's actually, um, so according to the article, illegal fireworks been around, been the 4th of July, wait, excuse me, illegal fireworks around the 4th of July holiday have always been an issue in Aurora, just as in other municipalities. Uh, quote, this year seemed to be worse. According to the mayor, this is, this is what got me. Quote, we have moved from activating Aurora to experiencing Aurora. <laughs> How do I know? That who's writing his who's writing his zingers? What's the <laughs> that is the best little thing he, we've moved from activating Aurora to experiencing Aurora. But not everyone is so positive. And the experience who is writing of his? Aurora is apparently things exploding. Yeah. So. Who is writing for him? Like that was a Good one. That was a really good zinger right there. That's the kind of thing you get elected on. Time is now 8.07. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about the stiff penalties, though? But here's Yeah, because the they haven't really proposed any specific ones yet. Uh, currently, the fine for illegal fireworks is a $250. Um, of course, the thing is, in order for the cops to actually impose that fine, you have to, they have to, like, see it happen. Right. You can't just like because the nature of fireworks is that you shoot them off and then they go wherever and then there's no proof of who shot it off. So like you just call on your neighbor and if you don't like your neighbor, you can say that it was them or whatever. Right. Um, so the cops actually have to see it. Uh, so they're suggesting higher fines they're suggesting even jail time. I doubt that that would happen. Um, but it, my sense is that what you actually want here is like something that scales a lot. So like currently if like the cops have to see you shoot it off and then you could get a $250 fine, but usually what the cops do is just kind of like give you a stern talking to, um especially for a first offense. Like what if we shifted it like they did with like uh cannabis before it became legal here remember we decriminalized cannabis and suddenly it went from like an arrest to a ticket like no, no? okay no. technically okay so for white people it went from an arrest to right. a ticket there yeah go. there you go hit the there claps for that all right so <laughs> but there it is okay so <laughs> uh it'd be um the, you could you could change the fireworks fines so that if cops just have like a pretty good suspicion that you set off the fireworks, mm -hmm. you get a fifty dollar ticket and you get it and like you know if there's like shells all over your like front yard or whatever, right? Like and if you just and maybe maybe that's a better way to do it because then they can actually issue a lot more of them because right now you call it takes twenty minutes half an hour hour because it's not an emergency right for the cops to come out and of course your neighbors are done shooting them off by then and so they can't actually do anything and so you just have cops like driving all over town like not seeing people shoot off fireworks so what if we changed it so that they were allowed to give out like tickets for the reasonable suspicion that probably you've been shooting off a whole bunch of fireworks uh mayor Irvin said he hopes the department can come up with a law 
that not only helps Aurora, but can be a model for all other municipalities where illegal fireworks are a problem. Alderman Bug pointed out that in addition to noise complaints, there is a danger with unsupervised fireworks being used by people who are not licensed to deal with explosives. While Aurora did not report any major injuries this year, there have been many in the past. Not licensed to deal with explosives. Yeah. It's I'm like gonna, every 13-year-old kid in the world. Yeah, because that's what, that's what fireworks are, right? They're just explosives. They are, yeah. yes. They are, they are bombs. Kivlenix, uh, an NHL goaltender. He's 24 years old uh, for the Blue Jackets, um, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't know anything about the hockey, but he passed away this past week because they like fireworks shot off and killed him. So that's terrible. It's awful, right? Well, we don't want that happening here. Well, we want all of you listeners out there to be safe. Uh, but let us know what you think. Should the fines get bigger? Should there be more penalties for fireworks? Should one spend time in jail ultimately for illegal fireworks? The time is now eight eleven. Uh, so before I give you some good, we have news on jobs again. We do. So when we tell you to apply for something, you need to do that. Hopefully one of you listeners applied to the job that's at the police station. You can report back to us if you got it. Please let us know. And then we will be in continual talks. And then you can hang out at our house when our neighbor is shooting off fireworks and you can just hand that ticket out. Um, hand that ticket out. Now, <laughs> in addition to that, every day we every are, day. There, there's a hiring issue. That we want to go over as well mm -hmm. because uh, there's whiny articles about how businesses can't find people. Uh, but hotels, for an example, are only paying people $12 an hour. Who's working for $12 Who's doing this? Okay. Dollars an hour? So here's my thing. This is like what grinds my gears this week, right? If we were doing that segment, we're not doing that segment. But like, I feel like this entire week has been the unemployment dropping. Oh, I like that, Dora. Well, Go ahead. Yeah? Yeah, keep going. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to Dora. Yeah, that's right. Good morning, Dora. Don't worry, Dora. We got you. So, uh, no, it's been this, like, over the um, over the past week, right, unemployment numbers have fallen a little bit, but uh, which is which is great. But this big news is, like, this, this, like, story that I feel like every news outlet has done this week is, well, unemployment numbers are falling, but and then... People can't hire. They can't find people for their jobs, right? Like, especially in the hospitality industry. So restaurants, um, hotel uh, chains, uh, anything that is, you know, like tourism -y or hospitality industry related. Every, like, every single news outlet has had the hotel owner or the restaurant owner or whatever store complaining that they can't find enough people story. And here is just what I have to say to you, which is like, this is not a story, people. Like, or it is, but you've got the headline wrong. The headline is not restaurants can't find people. The headline is restaurants, comma, hotel owners pay crap, offer no benefits, and then expect people to like work on call for them at all sorts of insane hours for $12 an hour. Like, it's a long headline that wouldn't work as a headline, but that's the headline, right? right? Like the story, and we've talked about this on the show before, which is that we are seeing this shift in people who are unwilling to go back to jobs that like don't treat them well and aren't worth their time because you had some time off, like you uh, did, you followed a passion project, like maybe started a business or something like that, and you're not willing to go back to $12 an hour. So a lot of times the story is getting skewed in the news too, and people are being like, well, the Delta variant has popped back up. Maybe people are afraid of getting sick. Like, okay, maybe. But mm -hmm. like, I really don't think that's the issue. I really think the issue, right? Because people at this point, if they're vaccinated, they're not worried about the variants. If they're not vaccinated, they're still probably not worried about the variants, even if they should be. Go get your vaccine. Um, but the real issue here is like, you can't keep paying people nothing and treating them like crap. So one of the stories that uh, came up, and this is down uh, in the one of the Kendall County newspapers, 
was interviewing a hotel owner uh, who was complaining that he couldn't find anybody for his front desk. And so I looked up the ad for the front desk job. The front desk job pays $12 an hour, offers uh, no health insurance, uh, is an on-call position, which means you're going to be called up any time of the day or night and have to go, or you're, you've got hours that you can be called up any time of the day or night because it's a 24-hour operation, right? right. So, uh, yeah, no, who wants to do that? I mean, if this was the 80s and you were a kid, that would be a good job. Yeah. Look, actually, a hotel front desk is a great job because, like, it's not that taxing. You get to meet a lot of people. It's fine, right? Like, you're sitting at a front desk and the hours suck. Like, I did this when I worked for my dorm back in college or whatever. Um, But... (laughs) Like twelve dollars an hour doesn't pay anybody anything. I yeah, no, that. that's uh, that is those wages are not applicable. We're trying to live a good life at all. Not um, now on the fireworks, Dora said, "How about the citizen complainant sign the ticket? No jail." That's a pretty good idea. I like that. I kind of like that. You'll be outing your neighbor, but yeah, here's my thing. Part of the reason I call it like so, I'm always really conflicted. When it comes to fireworks and calling the cops, right? Because there's all of these tensions in communities of color for very valid reasons. Like, uh, and and calling cops in sometimes creates way more problems than it should. Uh, and but also, I don't want to start the fight with my neighbor, like. And say like, hey, stop shooting off your fireworks, because then if they don't and then I call the cops and they'll be like, oh, well, we know who called the cops. Right. I would never, you know, even as much as I dislike the fireworks going off, I would never. Well, first of all, I don't call police, but I would never call the police on my neighbor for fireworks, even if it was 508 a.m. Because I just think that like call the police over fireworks is still like I'm just dealing with an idiot not a person who's right. like not a, a person criminal. who's really yeah. they're, they're not really rocking my boat too much yeah. in life I mean yeah. it's really stupid it's immature yeah. highly unprofessional yeah. and if I ever saw this guy like applying for my job and I'm looking at his resume and I know he's firework guy I probably would discriminate not hire him um but no, I wouldn't call the police over fireworks. Right. I do that. I, I want something in between cops. Actually, and not me let me take that handling. back. Yeah. Because in case I run for something one day, I don't want people to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I would never discriminate on anybody. You who applied dis- for a job. I don't think they're discriminating my... against. Fi- I don't. So think, yeah, let me I don't take think that, that back. Well, I don't think that jerk who sets off fireworks at three in the morning <laughs> is a protected <laughs> class of people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but just right? say I, you know, fair, fair. Hiring practices are always followed. Yes. And the time is now 8, 18 a.m. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Norma Peterson says, tell it, Jeanette. And I do agree with the, um, but we talked about this before, as you mentioned, though. It's really a no-brainer. Nobody on earth is going to work for anything less than what they feel they should work for. And that was even before the pandemic. Right. And it's, but I think the pandemic has created this new space for people to be like, to, to look back on, on on that wage work situation and say, nah, right. Right. So this, uh, I was listening to a fascinating story on the NPR yesterday about um, the, about how this, this snapback in the labor force is basically completely predictable and also happened after, get this, wait for it, the Black Death of, like, the 13th century in Europe, right? So, like, half of the people died in the Black Death, right, uh, from the plague, from the rats and the fleas and the whatnot, um, so, uh, which left a shortage, uh, shortage of peasants. Um, and so then peasants started demanding higher wages for whatever it is that peasants do working out in fields, or they went into the cities and got like bigger, jo- like better jobs there. So uh, this is not an unpredictable situation that we are in. It also made the fascinating point that many of the innovations that came, uh, like came as a result of this economic situation, because suddenly you didn't have peasants to like beat wool into fabric, and you didn't have peasants to like 
uh, or scribes to like copy books. So one of the things that we got out of it was the Gutenberg press. So the entirety of like printing presses in the Western world is owed to the fact that the Black Death wiped out all the peasants. And suddenly someone was like, I wonder if I could make a machine that could replace these peasants. And then they did. And now we have the Gutenberg press. You know, I'm kind of worried that, like, right. so now it's because if people don't, no one's going to want to work, you know, for whatever reasons, yeah, no valid or not. Yeah, there's just going to be, like, more robots now, and then there won't be any jobs. Yeah, so this has been a concern for the AI, past. the machines are going to take over. This has been, well, I, okay, first of all, you know, that's a triggering thought for me. I am, I do have, like, my one, like, <laughs> my one, like, future scenario that I'm actually really terrified about is, like, a Terminator scenario. Um <laughs> Like, nothing else. No other horror movies bother me, but Terminator kind of gets me for some reason. Um, but uh, not for the, like, the robots are taking our jobs sort of issue. And here's why. So uh, 200 years, like, this this question of, like, are the robots going to take our jobs and put us all out of work uh, is not a question. It's a certainty, basically. Uh, they've been, pre- the, what's funny, though, is that they've been predicting this for, like, 200 years now. Um, it will mechanization put us out of work. Well, first of all, like, yeah, mechanization, I guess, put those scribes out of work or whatever. Guess what? We found we've found new jobs since the 12th century. Um, and so that's that's one thing, right, is that the workforce just shifts in its perspective in, in what it needs to do. The other thing is like 100 years ago, 200 years ago, what they were taught, what futurists were talking about, what they said was going to be the biggest issue facing humanity is all these robots are going to take our work and then the average human will only need to work four hours a week or something like that. And then what will their idle minds do? People will just devolve into depravity because they'll have or meaninglessness and we'll all just have severe depression because we don't work enough. And that didn't really pan out. So like, Yeah, that's something I don't think could that, could happen. Because what happened instead was like, yeah, we put out the same amount of output these days uh, that we did then. We put out more output as a country, right? As a world, we create more stuff, usually more like plastic crap to like sell and ship around the world. Uh, so we create more output and more product um, now. It's just like, what you're expected to do in a day or accomplish in a day is far beyond what you ever expected to accomplish like 50 years ago. That's why if you ever have like an old timer like who was in your industry like stop back in the office like these days, they kind of look around and go, oh, my God, because like uh, if you were, say, a journalist 100 years ago, you were expected to file a story of, of every day or a couple days or every week or something or like you do like an investigative piece and you've been there and be in there for a really long time and you'd have to like write it out by hand and then it would go through like three like copy editors and it was this whole long process right and now it's just like I'm at a thing and I send out a tweet you know like so you're writing stories like constantly right you're like you write three stories a day. That's not uncommon. So it's just our productivity increases. So the robots are not going to put us out of work. They will continually shift to the kind of jobs we are asked to do. But honestly, like a kiosk at the front desk of a hotel probably could like replace a human for a job that nobody wants to do. So is that and, and with a jobs loss? we have jobs that are being. Uh, we do have jobs. Offered right now. So jobs Mutual Ground is hiring. Uh, we told you guys about this yesterday. You can go to mutualground.org slash about slash careers. Uh, but they're hiring for a wide range of uh, positions. Clinical manager for their substance use services, financial specialist, uh, prevention educator, two types of prevention educators actually uh, with substance use prevention and uh, violence prevention education, a relief advocate, weekends, on call, uh, therapist for family counseling, therapist for counseling services, excuse me, a therapist for family services, a therapist for counseling services, and a third shift part-time victim advocate for their residential services. Um, shouts out to our friends of Mutual Ground. That's Who really do good stuff. Really amazing good stuff. work. Uh, and these are the kinds of jobs you want to have, right? These are the kinds of jobs that people want to work because admittedly they don't pay like a whole lot in the grand scheme of things they sure pay an awful lot more than that sad hotel guys come on now um but uh they pay 
uh, a living wage and also have a great deal of meaning. These are the people who are in your schools educating young people on identifying uh, signs of abuse, right? Teaching kids like he healthy relationships with each other. These are the people who are there like in the middle of the night when uh, a battered um, woman, man or woman, uh, you know, comes into the shelter and needs someone to talk to and to help them, right? These are good jobs. Go get these jobs. Right. Um, now also, so this weekend, there's a lot going on. Give you guys some quick news before we move on to the next topic. Uh, don't forget, Cottonseed Creative Exchange, 8 North Broadway. They're having a sidewalk sale. Um, so today, tomorrow, and Sunday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And can uh, you get one have, of them fancy shirts that you got there? That's right. Yeah. You can get your GMA shirts there, too. That's right. Um, vintage items, home decor, uh, both new and old. And also, we have L News, young man. L News. L News. All right. So, thank you, Victoria. You're a... Um, come on out to the vendor fair at Luigi's tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 3. Um, so she doesn't have to try to find a real job. Support independent That's authors. right. That's Word the up. other thing that's Word happening. Up. That's the big story that we're not talking about is people starting businesses and stuff. That's great. It is. Um, now, also tomorrow, Marie Wilkinson's Community Garden has their ribbon cutting. Don't forget about that. Join for the official ribbon cutting of the new playful learning installation at Marie Wilkinson's Community Garden. That'll be from 10 a.m. to noon, 834 North Highland Avenue. Uh, and it's brought to us by Playful Learning, Chicago's, excuse me, Chicago Children's Museum, Fox Valley United Way, and Spark. Shouts out to all of those great, awesome people. The time is now 826 a.m. Okay. So now, Habitat for Humanity is the best. Now they do a lot of good stuff. They are the best, and we just wanted to shout them out because they um, dedicated their 66th and 67th homes this week, which is amazing. Uh, on Wednesday, I guess it was last week, right? But they had a big ceremony and uh, they they uh, celebrated um, completing a duplex uh, on Grove Street on the near east side of Aurora. So in our neighborhood, which is amazing. And the way that Habitat for Humanity works is that you have um, all of these faith based organizations that come together and community organizations that come together to do these builds. But the people who are actually getting the homes, they put in what's called sweat equity. So they are building their homes too. So it's not just like, here, have a free home. It's like people, people are still working for them. Um, but just like in a world of bad news, just wanted to like celebrate that there are people in our community who are just like, hey, you need a house. Let's let's get you a house, right? Yeah, we've uh, wish you know you guys have heard us talk about the good news that they do uh, a couple times on the show. Um, so, an outdoor ceremony, the faith-based affordable housing ministry celebrated completion of a duplex, as mentioned. Habitat broke ground on the nineteenth for the two-family home. Homeowners are the. Nibatanga family of Aurora, uh, original natives of Burundi, which is in East Africa, excuse me. The Afganzada family of Aurora, um, natives of Afghanistan. Shouts out to our dear friends of the Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity. And you can support them by looking them up on the internet and donating your time or your money. Um, Fox Valley Habitat for Humanity is a great organization. It is. Yes. It is. Y'all can. All right. Um, so also, so there were some speakers that I saw, but then there's also this where I saw a name. Hold on. Genesis Community Church. Yes. Yeah. The, the I think they've checked in with us before. Oh, I think so, too. The pastor there is the one of the I want to say he's the, he's the board, the guy in charge of the board for mm -hmm. uh, how, like he runs he, for humanity. They've been big leaders in that organization. Very cool. Shouts out to Habitat. That was too quiet. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to put a quick flag in the conversation and go back and highlight what Dora mentioned. So Dora said, so we talked about fireworks, and you guys can still let us know in the chat if you how do you feel about uh, penalties increasing for illegal fireworks use in the city. Dora said, 
Stop calling the police for fireworks if you do not want the neighbors to know you called. Can't expect if enforcement if the police have to be the bad guys all the time. You know, Dora, here's the thing. I just said that yesterday. If you go back to our conversation that we had with Sandra Gonzalez, I said the same exact thing. But that conversation was on ice and not about fireworks. But you yeah, know, you're right. You can't, you know what? You, you, you can't exist in two. You can't duck, right? And you didn't see nothing, you don't know nothing, but you still want to call it. Doesn't work like that. No. You got to be all in. You can't be on the fence. Here is what I would rather see. Like, and maybe this is what policing was originally intended to be. I don't know. But we need something between scary people with guns. And which is not all cops, but is like when you call the cops is absolutely a possibility of what you're going to get. Like you're going to get a person with a gun, right? Um, Well-trained and all that, but still. Uh, and and me having to deal with it. I need an in-between. I need a peacekeeper to just come and be like, guys, guys, just like stop it with the fireworks. Or a variety of other uh, things. So there are um, cities that have been experimenting for a very long time and hopefully more of them as we've been kind of rethinking what we want policing to look like in this country with a um, sort of a secondary uh, like force that's not even a force that's like a group that that can intercede on issues that are like we call the cops for but aren't really like law enforcement issues. So uh, in Eugene, Oregon, it's called Cahoots and they're this group of um, people who are employed by the city and it's sort of they work in collaboration with the cops and what they do is they take the calls that are clearly like mental health related or just like hey this guy's acting super weird can someone go talk to him or like things that could escalate into a cop issue but often are not necessarily cop issues to begin with and right. so and uh, they their whole job is to kind of like de-escalate. So, and they take something like 10% of the calls that Eugene, Oregon does. And, and a lot of times they're just, they provide like basic like first aid or they like transport someone who needs to go to a place, uh, some stuff like that. Like basically just how do we de-escalate this situation without having to call the cops in? And it ends up being really cost effective for them to have uh, these people who are usually there's like one person who's kind of like an EMT basic and one person who's like a mental health professional or counselor or something like that who can who like they address the situation without it blowing up into a big thing. So it wouldn't be nice if you could just call and be like, no, I just need the guy to come and like talk to these people, you know, not like threaten, just be like, just. Yeah. We'll get we'll get there someday, hopefully. Someday, I um, think it's as we talk about this, like defunding the police, like conversation, right? That gets really like heated and contentious. I feel like there's this middle ground for what if what if we did something like that, where it's uh, it, it's actually kind of in a way additive to what the police are doing, um, but allows them to concentrate more on like solving actual crimes, and then gives more space to. Like the you know more services to the community that so that when you call nine one one your options are not like firefighter and cop there's like this third like hey I just need someone to talk to for a sec or someone to right. talk to this person for a sec yeah um the time is now eight thirty three so there is we got health stuff to talk about and yeah. then I want to say a little thing about this Biden thing all right but we got health there is a an event in our, about art. And getting your vaccine, uh, we highlighted a little bit of this yesterday, you guys. Back the Vax is the name of this thing. Have you guys heard about it? Well, if you tuned in yesterday, you did. You can get a COVID-19 shot while you paint. Well, I don't know if that's exactly how it's going to run. You can get a COVID-19 <laughs> shot and then a confetti cannon will go off. Right, 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 yeah. Which is actually kind of fun. Um, I don't know that it's how I make all of my medical decisions, whether or not there's a confetti cannon, although it would make trips to the doctor just generally way more entertaining. Um, you know, uh, I, 
so it's happening July 31st. Well, let's get the details out of the way first, mm-hmm. right? It's happening July 31st. Uh, it is uh, from 4 to 10, and I think it's Water Street Mall. Is that where they're doing it? Yes. Yeah. So um, it, Water Street Square across from City Hall. So down there, kind of like the parking lot, whatever. So um, it's one of these efforts to try and get creative to get people uh, who so far have not gotten their shot for whatever reason to consider it. Um, and at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, let's, let's just throw spaghetti at the wall and see what works, right? Like, right. let's, and see what sticks, you know? Like, is this, is it confetti cannons? Is that what's going to do it? I don't know. Um, but am I glad that we're trying weird stuff? I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, something's better than nothing. We have to get the numbers of vaccination up for folks. Um, so yeah, this will be downtown. Um, and it comes after President Biden renewed his calls for Americans to get vaccinated, which he was in Crystal Lake. And I want to talk he about in Crystal this Lake thing this week. he did. Um, but apparently, more than 72 vaccination projects are planned for the summer around the state. Interesting. And Aurora Public Art Director Jen Evans said the city was approached by about hosting this by the Illinois Arts Alliance. Hmm. Yeah, so this is an effort to uh, harness the arts for to advance, uh, you know, other causes in society. And so I guess the the thought behind it is um, there's a a little bit of a there's herd immunity, but there's a little like herd mentality thing that I think that they're trying to capitalize on, too. Right. Because people, when they're deciding to get their vaccines, are largely doing it based on what everybody around them, like the people who are they're close to, are doing, right? So some people get their information from their doctors. Some people get their information from, like, their faith leaders and stuff like that. And some people are just like, oh, all my friends are doing it, so I guess I'm doing it too. And I think this is meant to capitalize on that, right? So you're going to this cool thing. You're seeing all these artists who are coming out in favor of vaccines. You're like, well, I'm an artsy person. I'm creative. Like they're all doing it. Like maybe, maybe this is what we're all supposed to be doing. Right. Um, According to a press release from rural public art, local entertainment promoter, Jalen Woodson of we vibe to vibe will be bringing local hip hop, soul, gospel, and rap musicians to the event. Other curators include Chicano, a.k.a. Jorge Gutierrez, who is looking forward to promoting Aurora's Latino culture with DJs, Spanish rap, and traditional Mexican music, and more. And Javi Terraza's longtime art bar curator will be Friend producing the, the uh, will producing the collection, or excuse me, a collection of local art and a free publication available to the f- at the festival to be entitled Vaccine. That's get cool. it. It's like a it's like a zine, right? Like the old school like P.S. I love a good zine. Right. I follow like zines like Quimby, like Quimby's the the bookstore which like sells all the zines. I love a good zine. Uh, right. Yeah, it's like the vaccine, like a magazine sort of thing. Anyway, okay. Um. So Maria Chirito is here. Good morning, you awesome person, you and Dan Barrero is here. Good morning. Good Clap morning. for these great people. Clap We're for clapping. both of these. There it is. Wonderful. So, so yeah, um, I think we're all just kind of at a loss now. We're we're basically sitting. I think I looked up the stats today, and the whole country is about forty seven percent vaccinated. And so now, it's just kind of like, all right, what what do we do now? What do we, like? Um, I think that we might see some now that this Delta variant is reemerging and people are realizing that it's the the odds of them catching this because our our numbers are starting to slide back up, right? Of people getting sick from coronavirus, people getting hospitalized. I think you might start to see a few more people move and decide to get their vaccine. I don't know if confetti cannons or how to do it, but man, if you want a confetti cannon, I'm here for it. Go ahead. Wear your mask from now until the end of July. Whatever it takes for you to be healthy. Yes. All right. Take responsibility for your surroundings. Get to know people and talk to each other. Let's get off social media and learn who our neighbors are. Amen to that. The time is now 839 a.m. I now want a confetti cannon every time I make a healthy decision. Like every time, like when I eat my salad for lunch, instead of like going to, you know, Jimmy John's or whatever. no, Mm -hmm. no, No shade. But like when I eat my... Or, like, when I go for a run, like, I just want somebody, I want a confetti cannon for, like, a completed. Very motivating for large parts of our population. Um, All right. So we got some news real quick before we get into the next topic. Um, 
time to fall in love with your kitchen again with Shelf Genie. And Aurora Downtown <laughs> is once again hosting Wednesdays at the Plaza. Uh, it's a free commerce from... Uh, All right, hold on. <laughs> free summer concert series. Free summer concert Wednesdays series. At Wednesdays at the Plaza has been going on for a very long time. Mm. Thanks yep. to the delightful Marissa Amoni, who always figures this out every year. Yep. Um, and it's Millennium Plaza. It's that little on Stilp Avenue, that little gazebo-y thing, mm -hmm. which, fun fact, is where BTP and I first met like How a nice. bajillion years ago. I thought it was in high school. Yeah. Huh. But what were we doing in high school? Were we, was it there? Yeah. I thought it was like at actual school. No, 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 no. So, um, so many moons ago, Brent, Brent, the producer, and I uh -huh. uh, used to hang out at Millennium Plaza and did way lamer stuff than watching <laughs> cool concerts. So. Um, so the free series begins on Wednesday the 14th, and it runs through August 11th. All concerts are from 7 to 9 p.m. Harvey's Firebox is the visiting food truck on the 14th and the 21st of July, and then on August 11th. Uh, the 14th, we have Mirabel Skipworth. She's a friend of the show with opener Nick Wisner, she um, is July twenty first. Uh, intern of mine, Skipworths, great family. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, WDCB Jazz presents the Chris Green Quartet, the Darling Sons, with opener Peyton K. And on August, or excuse me, that's the twenty eighth of July. August fourth, we have the Heavy Lifting. Shout out to Jake and Very Chad cool. and their other guy whose name I don't know. And Aurora, excuse me, the eleventh of August is the Aurora Latin Brand with Los. Aurora Latin Band, yikes, with Los Colores de Mi Tierra Dance Group. There you awesome. Go. All right. Um, also, this Saturday, the Fishing Derby, the Youth Fishing Derby. Very cool. We told you guys about this. All skill levels are welcome. Uh, fishing poles will be available if needed. There'll be food, prizes, and fishing. This is a brought to us by uh, the Fox Valley Park District with many great sponsors. This Saturday, July 10th at Jericho Lake in aurora uh there is a link which i will put in the chat for you guys so that you can check it out um and we're gonna hit you with something else but i gotta tell you some more news before we go today the time is now 8 42 a.m who's going to river edge tonight what's at river edge tonight what's happening at river's edge tonight oh the what's the band norma what's the band that's playing tonight i saw hold on where's that news we're looking it up hold on who are those people who are playing at river edge tonight is it a tribute band probably <laughs> are you going norma that would be all that we needed july oh. 9th it's one of these nights the eagles tribute band one of these nights eagles so tribute band is playing tonight at river's if edge you're into the out. eagles tonight's tonight's one of these nights only five dollars nice. only five dollars all right um the eagles now tribute band let me see here Ooh. so now the next topic that we're going to tell you guys about is something that is equally as important. Um, something that you should definitely be aware of. And that's, you can see a therapist or a dentist now if you're poor in Illinois. Yay! A new state law augmenting Medicaid's Yay! range of services. What's up with that? Well, yeah, so let's let's temper that uh, statement just a little bit uh, because that is me writing uh, sarcastically and on the fly. But um, so the, uh, the governor signed a new Senate bill um, this, uh, like recently, and you can, it expands what Medicaid covers and also expands some of the services that are will be provided uh like around the community so the um so so medicaid there's a core number of services that have to be covered like doctor's visits and stuff like that that have to be covered like nationally but then states can like um add stuff basically and one of the things that they are doing is um in, in Illinois, in this past bipartisan, that it was a bipartisan vote, which never happens most places. Um, uh, the the bill will allow um, more things to be covered. So, if you are a poor person who is on Medicaid, uh, you can now um, go to the doctor and get things covered that you pr previously couldn't. So. Um, 
It includes uh, tobacco cessation programs. So if you are trying to quit smoking and you want to see a doctor for that or like uh, go to like group a group thing or whatever, you can do that. Uh, and it requires inpatient treatment for people experiencing opioid overdose or withdrawal if it's medically necessary. So if you are having, if you are overdosing on heroin or Oxycontin or whatever, you actually get to like be in a hospital with a doctor, which seems pretty great to me, uh, right? Because like before, like, okay, that's that's a rough spot to be in. Let's give people that second chance of not dying and, and getting their lives back on track, right? It covers kidney transplant medication, uh, regardless of whether or not you are a citizen, because probably people still need kidneys, even if they have, like, even if they're immigrants or whatever. Um, right. So that's all great. The other big news out of this is that um, it's hopefully the, the plan is for it to expand access to therapy for poor people. So like like mental health services. Mm -hmm. So right now therapy does get covered by Medicaid in Illinois. It just there's no one flipping offering therapy services to poor people like because um, therapists can make more money and get bigger reimbursements if they only take like, um, you know, your typical health insurance or, or cash payments. So. Um, a lot of therapists do not take Medicaid, and if you are trying to get therapy, it can be a very long waiting list to get into someone who will take your Medicaid um, and give you uh, behavioral health services. Um, and now uh, what they are doing as a result of this law is expanding. They're creating, what did he call it, community behavioral health centers or networks or whatever basically they're expanding access so hopefully as a result of this bill what we will see hopefully 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 is more therapists in poor working in poor neighborhoods or accepting medicaid so that people who um because of the poor experience higher levels of trauma and higher levels of stress and all of these things because you have to make more difficult decisions because you are poor uh will now have access to those critical services so going back to our conversations about like when do you want cops to show up and when do you want like not a cop to show up but somebody to help you like this is one avenue like getting people the help that they need helps communities overall in lots of different ways not just because it keeps all of their residents like sane which is excellent but sane residents uh, have more options and better outcomes in life and are less likely to end up in criminal justice systems. And so you're likely to see things like crime go down when you get people's basic needs met, like mental health care and physical health care and food and whatnot. Anyway. Uh, the time is now 8.47 a.m. So Dan says he's going. Norma's going. Are you going? Everybody's going. Everybody's going Victoria, to the Eagles show tonight. Hyla Maldonado the, may be going. The, the, to the Eagles tribute band show tonight. That is absolutely wonderful. You guys have a good time tonight out there. And as a matter of fact, Norma, if you take pics, send them to your boy. The yes. time is now 847. Um, so real quick, because I, I looked at this yesterday, but I actually didn't see somebody I really care for. And now I'm looking at this picture and I wonder how I missed her. So I want to give a quick shout out to shout out. Senator Tammy Duckworth. Okay. What's she up to? Tammy Duckworth was with President Biden in Crystal Lake um, with Mayor Lightfoot and Lori Underwood, but, or excuse me, Lauren Underwood. I'm sorry. You can get there. Um, Still a lot of L names. Right. Uh, so they were there to promote uh, education and infrastructure, but, you know, Tammy Duckworth is a person, for those unfamiliar with her story, she wrote a great book. Um, she was a helicopter pilot in Iraq and was shot down and lost both of her legs. However, she has since not persevered. She has dominated um, life and is on top as a leader in America. So hit the claps for Tammy Duckworth because Tammy Duckworth... Um, really deserve it. Yeah. Shouts out to Tammy Duckworth. Yeah, you know, a few years ago, she gave birth at the age of 50. Mm -hmm. 50. The woman has no legs, right? And, like, is still like, meh, 
forget it. I can definitely raise a baby. Like, and then manage to get pregnant and give birth to a, health, a healthy baby girl while she was in, like, Congress. Right. <laughs> she was in the Senate. She was like, eh, yeah, I can handle right. this. Man, what? she's she's an, she's an awesome person. That's the kind of dedication that we need to see more of out here in the world. Time is now 849. Okay. So uh, a couple pieces of quick news for you guys that is very important today i almost i would be remiss if i didn't tell you guys the aurora area interfaith food pantry six o'clock to eight p.m today 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 in the um at 970 north lake street former carson Perry scott northgate plaza food for 200 families will be available on a first come basis items include everything from granola bars to pasta sauce eggs and ground beef uh, Interfaith partners with Fox Valley Park District, Calvary Church of Naperville, and Blessings in a Backpack Chicago to provide free groceries and other items to local families at the pop-ups. Nice. Next, the 20th annual AEEF Benefit Golf Outing. That's the Aurora East Education Foundation. is Thursday the 15th at Phillips Park Golf Course. No, excuse me. No public. The public is invited. Uh, the schedule is from 11 a.m. There's registration. Box lunch at 12.30, shotgun scramble 5, dinner is at 5.30, and the award program follows that. The purpose of the event is to raise funds for many grants to support student scholarships and event education-focused projects by faculty. They distributed 1,000 scholarships to 18 East High seniors last spring and planned many, many grants to teachers and staff this fall. Included in the entry fee are 18 holes of golf with a cart gift package, box lunch, refreshments, social hour, dinner, and prizes. Um, Shouts out. Dinner is only $35. Registration is limited to 124 golfers. The link will be in the chat in about 84 seconds. All right. Uh, Exactly 84. What is the... Get on a BTP. Right. What is the last thing that we had to talk about. We had something. What was What was the last thing? Are we talking student loans? Is that what we're talking? That's what it was. That's That's what what it was. Yeah. That's student what it loans. Was. Okay, so this is sort of like a PSA uh, announcement um, for those of you unlucky fools like me who have federal student loans. Um, so it, if you have been following um, along with the news, there was a pandemic. And then <laughs> as a result of that, none of us uh, with federal student loans had to pay for a pretty long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're still on this like moratorium where we just don't have to pay our student loans, which has been magical. Who among us, raise your hand or shout out in the chat if you've been like actually saving money or like affording to eat and stuff all of a sudden <laughs> now that you don't have to pay your student loans. It's been great. Uh, that ends um, in uh, October 1st is when you're going to have to start making payments again so far. Good now, morning, Josue. Here's the deal. Um, if what, So yesterday the announcement came through that one of the biggest student, and I follow the student, look, student loans are like uh, my Google News like topic, like, go, like it's the number one like following this topic topic. So um, yesterday... Uh, FedLoan, which is the Pennsylvania Higher Education Assistance Agency, um, is one of the biggest uh, servicers of student loans in the uh, federal student loans in the country. And oh man, we're getting on we're getting on the juice. We're getting juicy over here. You got it. That's right. Okay, I'm gonna keep going. Okay, so anyway, the biggest federal student service. Student loan servicer in the country is not renewing its contract with the Department of Ed. So they've been under a lot of scrutiny because um, of this program called Public Service Loan Forgiveness, which uh, is, allows uh, bureaucrats like me, but also people like uh, teachers and firefighters and police officers and people who work for nonprofits that provide essential services for people, like all of those people out working for the public good. Uh, this is a program that is supposed to allow you to uh, get rid of your student loans after 10 years. Um, and so the first people to become eligible for that uh, happened in the program started in 2007. So the first people to become eligible. <laughs> Jose, you crazy. It, yeah, word up. In 20, uh, became eligible in 2017 uh, to get their student loans forgiven. <laughs> and since then, only like 1% of people in this program have actually gotten their loans forgiven. So it's been kind of bunk. Um, and so the administration has not been, the current administration 
uh, has not been particularly happy with her performance. I think that 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 whole relationship fell apart. So what that means is if you have student loans with FedLoan, what I would advise you to do is to download all of your information because what's about to happen is they're going to switch you from this company to another company. And if you've ever been through a student loan servicer switch, there's all kinds of data that gets lost and things start to take forever. So if you have these loans like do like you're in and you're on uh, an income-based repayment plan, stuff like that, uh, do your annual recertifications. Uh, if you uh, are on income-based repayments, get all that paperwork done. You should be getting all that paperwork done anyway before payments resume in October, right? So just that's your PSA for the day. Um, what this might mean, though, for everybody else with federal student loans, there's some speculation that because this is going to be such a quagmire for them to figure out that it might put more pressure on them to extend that moratorium for us to not be paying on our student loans a little bit longer. So pay attention to the student loan news. If you've got Fed loan, take a look at your go look at, at your data, download it, keep it, store it, right? So you have records. Um, and and that's it. And if you don't have Fed loan, or if you just have federal student loans in general, go do yourself a favor and make sure that all of your information, everything is right, like your bank accounts, right? If um, you get your payments auto drafted, like make sure you're in tip top shape because it's very possible you will still have to like start paying on student loans again in October, and you don't want to miss payments. Um, and take hits to your credit score and all of that malarkey just because uh, the federal government and student loan servicers are a little bit evil when it comes to repaying student loans. Dan says now is the time to pay the loans because it all goes to principal, not interest. So that is basically true unless you are in an income-driven repayment program in which you are expecting to get a significant portion of your loans forgiven. So for example... If you are in the public service loan forgiveness program and right now you are paying uh, minimal payments on your student, well, right now you're paying nothing. But um, if when you resume, you'll make minimal payments and then at some point a huge chunk of your your loan money is going to be forgiven, then your money might be better off in your retirement account. So generally that is true. Speak to your accountant uh, if you have questions or just harangue me on the street uh, and I will explain your situation to you personally all right the last two pieces of information harry beast dog parlor do not forget that's coming up this month our friends at harry beast are having an awesome party on sunday the 25th food cars and really cool people it'll be a great gathering from noon to 5 p.m swing by 215 west galena boulevard help celebrate the three-year anniversary of our friends and their great business the flyer for this event's been posted uh many many times also, um, our dear friend, got to give a shout out to AA Electric Contractors, Peter Aguilera, a dear friend of the show. Good morning. If you need anything done in your house, with the exception of him taking out your trash, we definitely <laughs> recommend AA Electric Contractors. Shouts out to Peter Aguilera, a dear friend of the show. And last but not least, our friends of the Fox Valley United Way are having their very first Halloween Hustle 5K and One Mile Fun Walk. Excuse me. This is a this will be a great fundraising event, the proceeds of which will ensure financial support for our children. The date will take place on October 7th. Excuse me. The event will take place on October 17th at 9 a.m. at Phillips Park. Sponsorships are available and registration is required. There's a link for that. And I'm giving it to you at this very moment. The time is now 858 a.m. OK. OK. Um, so that was a whole lot of news. I hope. In context. Stuff. I hope, yeah, we that was. I hope that you guys um, definitely take advantage of everything that we told you about. Uh, the mutual, the mutual ground. Mutual ground is hiring. Make sure that you guys holler at mutual ground. Um, no, don't there's a great amount of stuff happening this weekend what so you're please all missing, get out there and uh shout it out what you're and all also, missing if you're not watching the video right now is there's a silverfish that just walked, walked right in front of yeah that's what it is um, yeah it just walked right in front of btp and it was fabulous interesting sorry to interrupt all right um so that is it for another episode of Jeanette explaining on the second largest city's first daily news podcast you guys 
Here's what I want you to do. What's that? I'm going to plan your weekend for you. Okay. You guys go out, go by Cotton Seed Creative Exchange. Yep. Pick up your Good Morning Aurora shirt. Yep. Go to. Got a rep. Go to a restaurant sometime at night. Take pics and send those to goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com. That's right. And stay woke. Yes. And then in the morning. the next dope thing. Huh? In the morning, then go to the farmer's market. That's right. Yes. Go to the farmer's market. That is right. Your Snap slash link benefits, by the that way. That is awesome. That's if you guys saw our story, um, Jeanette explained how to use the Snap benefits. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're not following us on the Instagram, you're missing valuable information like how to get literally free money for uh, fresh, uh, organic, local produce. Um, you are. You are. Yeah. Follow us on All the right. Um, So, that's it. It's 9 o'clock a.m. And now the the. The, the Clark Kent glasses come off and we put on the Superman costume to go do that part of life. That's right. Take care of yourself and each other. Adios, Aurora.